interesting because it was still a cartoon and it was still like kid friendly but on the same token um like the type of interactions and like words that were used like can be associated as maybe pertaining to like a more adult audience yeah yeah and and definitely yeah it was very high horizon is what i like to say and then you know just as far as being a little bit I'm more unrealistic. I mean, most cartoons are have an element of unrealism. Um, unrealism. I don't even know if that's a world, a word, but um, uh, but unrealistic. But it's um, but also, yeah, definitely. I don't think every family thought it was appropriate for their kids. When you guys first were working on this, was it always just going to be pitched as a Canadian show? Because that's mm-hmm. what it was, originally, right? And then mm-hmm. it to the states. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think most people in, you know, anybody who's in this business, they never, I don't think anyone ever thinks it's going to be just Canadian or just American. You know, I think everybody wants to have some sort of a bigger distribution, but yeah, but the original creators are Canadian mm-hmm. and all the performers are Canadian. So yeah, that's sort of, but I, I think there was, they were always hoping that it would go I don't think they expected it to go as get as big as it did by any means. Did you expect it like when you're coming off this thing? Because I think sometimes you could tell when I've because when I've spoken to other actors and actresses, they almost know in a sense when they're done on the set, like that they just felt like magic had just been created. But did you guys were you guys under that impression that you guys just got done filming something that would, uh, you know, take headwaves? No, I don't think so. Not in the same way because I, and I don't know if it's because like we knew we were doing something really like really cool and it was it. And, but I, I think in animation almost, I don't know if everything I've done has been pretty great. Like I've just sort of enjoyed <laughs> everything I've done, you know? Yeah. Um. So yeah, and what makes something fly, what flies and what doesn't fly is not necessarily because it's not because magic didn't happen or did happen so it's going to fly, you know? You never know what's going just it's just a really it's sort of like the chemistry of, you know, two people meeting. You just that's this the je ne sais quoi of of how things go. You know, like modern family, like how did it in Seinfeld, like all these friends, like the shows that and Simpsons, like why Simpsons and not some of the other ones, right? Like it's it's kind yeah. of interesting how, and then once, of course, it does have the legs, then, you know, then you're doing something that you know is already a big hit. And that's, I think it becomes then a different animal altogether. But at the beginning, I don't think you ever know, no. You know, you, when you're creating new. magic, you know, it's sort of like, who knows how people are going to respond because I think that project in particular was kind of something that was fairly raw and new at the time. Because you guys were essentially, it was a spin-off concept of sort of like the reality type mm-hmm. with like mm-hmm. Survivor and mm-hmm. stuff. Exactly. Cartoon and kids. So it's like, is this gonna, is this really gonna stick? The audience totally. are out to is kids technically, but are they gonna be like old enough or? know what they're watching in a sense like there's one thing to watch something but there's another to watch something and be able to analyze like the storylines the character development you know 
all that, right? And I mean, even think about something like Paw Patrol, which I also I have a character on. You know, why did why did Paw Paw? There's so like Paw Patrol isn't really all that unique in its format, you know. But right. it's huge, right? <laughs> but right. why Paw Patrol over? Oh, did you see a bird fly by? <laughs> I felt I it. I've got a bird in here. <laughs> she just, I just felt the wind. I'm like, <laughs> did she go? Are you away? outside? No, I'm inside, but it's my bird. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Oh, oh. I'm in. <laughs> is that your only pet? Yeah, right now it is my only pet. Yeah. Are you a pet person? Yeah, I'm a dog person. Yeah, yeah. I have lots of dogs in my life, and yeah, my 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 person at the moment has two labs. So I I was out with them this morning. So yeah, I'm I'm a full animal person. So right now it's just we just have a bird. She's a lot. <laughs> She's enough right now. I've got two kids too. So okay. Oh, there she did. She there came. It is. Hi. Coming. <laughs> she came to join. Hi, Luna. Cameo appearance. Yeah, a little cameo by Luna. Um, How uh, maybe was it presented to you to do the whole um, voice animation? Did you pursue that or did somebody notice you from some of your other prior work and say, hey, you might be a good fit there? Yeah, it was kind of like a little sort of similar. Yeah, a little bit. You're uh, you're I definitely didn't start out pursuing voice. I, like I got I, I started I, I got into this business super young, uh, like as a kid, even I started out modeling and then and doing commercials. Modeling was just something I. I got just kind of discovered not that I was like anything modeling special or anything. I guess I was kind of a cute kid or whatever. And, but it was good because it got me, it got me performing and doing what I, and I, 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 you know, I did a ton of commercials as that doing that because I also had a big personality and I was an athlete. I actually was always in sports too. Yeah, I was, I was going to take a stab at this. Were were you, did you do track? No, but I, I yeah, I, I almost thought you were going to guess right. I'm Canadian. Take another stab. Basketball. Basketball is very, very popular, but I'm not very tall. What's another Canadian sport that we wow. do? Wow. H-E, H-E double hockey sticks. That's funny. My kids play that now. No, I'm a hockey player. Okay. I was a hockey player. Yeah. Um, and we, I still play hockey and my kids are bay avid hockey players and, and then they're actually getting into lacrosse. Lacrosse was never on my radar. I have no way my kids play, but I don't know anything about it. Um, but anyway, yeah. So, so once I, then I started, I switched over, got an acting agent, did some, did a move, did a big movie. And then I, quit. I basically felt like I'd missed a lot of school working and I was just going to try and be kind of a normal kid. And then I became a professional water skier, actually, like for whatever reason, hockey to skiing. I don't know if you've seen any of those kind of shows. Yeah. Yeah. So I went, did that when kind of traveled all over the world doing that, um, ended up in Thailand for a couple of years. And while I was there and traveling to, I went to India, Bollywood, and I just, it was when I was there that I, I thought, you know, I've got to I've got to get back to being an actor. That's really what I want to do. I really wanted to not be an actor. Mm-hmm. I kind of thought I should do something more, just more grounded, I guess, you know, just a little bit more um, stable, I thought, is what I needed. But then, uh, so then I, I decided, nope, this is what I want to do. And, and then from there, 
well, I was all so I'd I'd already you know been an I, I'd been an actor and I continued being an actor. She's with us, um, and and people basically you know said I must do a lot of voice work. So I've got this sort of you know different or whatever kind of voice, this textured voice that people just assumed. But I'd never even thought of it. I wasn't that kid that watched cartoons and thought I was interested in who was the voice behind the cartoon. I literally did not think about a voice being behind the cartoon. Same, yeah. same with commercials. So when I got put onto it, then I, I was like, oh, oh, there's this whole other world of acting, you know? And, um, you know, back to that first question, you know, like about the, the magic of, did we feel the magic in, in total drama? I did this other, this other, one of my big first things was uh, I did a pilot for this underground comic called Foolish Girl. And I thought that was going to fly. Like, I thought that was going to be huge. You know, that's why I'm like, I have no idea. You know, you just don't know because I, I've done some really cool things that just didn't go anywhere, you know. So you just never know. But, yeah, so I took a lot of classes and, and learned how to do that side of it. Got a coach for, and I, I do a lot of commercials too. Like, that's kind of where I probably do, I probably work more in as a as just a, an, an announcer or a character commercial actor. Um, but then the animation also kind of took off at the same time. But it, it, it but animation, you know, really is, it, it isn't a more actory thing, you know, mm-hmm. it takes, you know, I coach this stuff now. So it's, it's really about, it is really about acting. So it made sense. Yeah. That's why a lot of actors are voice actors too. Voice actors are more underappreciated, I feel, than regular actors. Do you get that sense, too? Yeah, absolutely. And even when, like, I noticed on my Wikipedia someone had written that I'm, like, a Canadian voiceover actor. When I first saw that years ago, I was like, hmm, no. Like, now I'm I'm an actor, you know. Because <laughs> there's something, even I did that, you know. I was like, I'm not just just a voice actor. So, um, can it just be actor, you know? yeah. And it's like, you know, at the end of the day, I don't, now I'm like, if you think I'm just, you know, a Canadian voice actor, that's fine by me. You know, at least I'm being thought of, you know, um, you know what I mean? Like at yeah, least, yeah. yeah, being, you know, I do do a lot of, of both, but if he, that's where I maybe more of this, my successful shows have been as a voice actor, it doesn't really matter at the end of the day. But yeah, I think there's something, you know, there are like, you know, incredible voice actors out there that no one knows Mm. so it is it is interesting i think it's just not having the face you know to the to the name Mm -hmm. people don't you know yeah unless and now it's like unless and most stars are doing that kind of stuff and it's really just about the star they're great but do you ever get recognized by your voice in public ever once in a while, like it happened the other day, actually, because but I was I was talking about being an actor and like something that a show that I had done. And as this as she was doing my hair, she's like, I recognize your voice. I didn't mention any show, but that was really like she's like, I know your voice. Wait, 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 wait. And she was a huge 16 fan. Wow. And turned out it was 16. And then a whole bunch of them, because now it's it's funny because it's it's the next because I think you, if you were, if total drama was your show, you're kind of a little old, you know, kid, people who are older than you knew 16 because mm. 16 came before sort of when it hits, you know, it's usually yeah. eight, around eight. You're watching 16 in total drama Island. Right. 
Right. So 16, you would have been, you know, two when it came out, when it was really a hit. And you're in the States, so it's a little, it was a little bit different. You could have missed it since it did get pulled. <laughs> so, so 16 came out before? Um, yeah. Well, yeah, and it was the, the same. The timing must have been different over in the States, actually. Maybe, maybe. Because I'm yeah. pretty sure it was total drama that it was first over here, at least. Yeah, maybe. I mean, it, 16 was definitely there, and then it got pulled, but then it maybe came back again. Yeah, the, you there's, know, there's definitely, over here at least, it's very hard to find 16s, like old seasons. Yeah, it is. Old yeah. drama's very accessible. It's on Netflix, I'm pretty sure, over yeah. here. Um, but 16 is kind of hard to come by. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I know, which is too bad. It was a great show. I really thought it was, like, I, yeah, I just did a voice panel this weekend, voice con, and one of the guys on the panel with me, um, it was a huge, is a huge fan of 16, like, and, and people who love 16, they're like, that was such a, it was such a good show for kids. And a lot of my fan base is, you know, they really felt like 16, the, the, the characters from 16 were their friends. Like they, you know, especially kids who were bullied at school or had bad high school experience or bad school experience, they'd go home to be with their friends on 16. You know, it was one of those shows. In a sense, it was kind of an educational type show. Like, without sure was hundred <laughs> percent. I feel like it was too. And when I do comic cons and stuff, I have so many parents that thanked me. Like back, especially when it was like it was fresher. Um, you know, that were like you. You know, you dealt with some really like the hard stuff that we. You know, that helped us talk about the stuff at home. You know, yeah, like all everything because we were. It was. I thought it was really, it was, it was great modeling, you know, it was about friendship and, and being responsible, you know, growing up and being a teenager, but, you know, loyalty to your buddies and having each other's backs and, and making mistakes and what you do after making mistakes, like all that kind of stuff. I thought it was great. I was super proud of it. I loved it. Like that, that's definitely my heart show, you know, my heart's, you know, still with it. Oh, and I, and I think I got informed. Like, I think I became more like Jen. Really? Oh, yeah, in a way. And it's funny. Is that a, yeah. is that a real thing? Like, uh, for actors and actresses, after they play a role, like, they kind of, in a way, start to, like, take on the form of the character that they play? I think you can. You know, I mean, I think it depends on on the person. But, yeah, I think if you live in a character for a long time and they're – and you like the character and maybe the character, like there were a lot of similarities between Jen and I, as far as being really driven and really into sports and being really, and as a kid, you know, being like, she was super boy crazy. And like, I was definitely boy crazy when I was younger, you know, all that kind of stuff. But, and then just, yeah, I think there is something that happens that you don't even realize that you sort of just take on little things. And, oh yeah. I mean, and if I mean, think about, you know, characters like not that I've played, but you know, something like the Joker that Joaquin Phoenix just embodied. Like I, I yeah, I think that it can be there's can be some real It's a great movie. I agree. Like such a great movie. That's I am still talking about it, clearly. <laughs> you know, there was three years ago and I still like it. I know. It was like it, our probably the last movie we saw. When it comes to like seeing um movies in theater. Typically, like, I'll see them, and then I have, like, a 24-hour rule where I think about it, and then they kind of just, like, 
I'm done with it. But that's one of those movies that I saw in person in the movie theaters that yeah. still kind of, you know, holds a place in my head. Yeah, me too. And what what was it for you, do you think? What was it about that particular version? I think what it was is because typically when we see maybe superhero or movies that come from that kind of same realm, they're all kind of the same type of thing. You know, you have the, there's a bad guy and then the good guy kind of just wins in the end. Whereas this was more of like a, a psychological documentary type movie. Mm-hmm. It was based on someone that comes from a superhero type genre, but mm-hmm. it was focused on like his storylines that he potentially had within that universe. It was focused on like basically it was almost a prequel, right? Is basically mm-hmm. that was it was Doctor yeah. life and um, his upbringing basically. So I like that we got to kind of see who the villain is, not necessarily yeah. the hero is. Yeah, and I also thought it kind of, it it's almost like society made him a villain. Like, it was yeah. sort of like, it wasn't his fault. You know, it was like, it was, I thought it was a real story about the underdog and the, 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 the fringe of society, the people that get bullied, the people get that aren't seen, the people that are struggling with mental health issues. Yeah socioeconomic ish, you know, all of that. And, and, and just to not, cause he was, you know, cause he was a good guy. Like he stuck up for a woman on the subway. He, you know, he was trying to do well, but society just kept kicking him down. So it's like, yeah, that's what happens when you kick someone down enough. Yeah. In a way he was misunderstood or. Just yeah. Crazy. I thought he was very, very misunderstood and very, disrespected and it was I thought it was so sad and it really made me my kids <laughs> they were it was like are you gonna be the joker again for Halloween <laughs> it really scares me because that, that I've been the joker ever since the joker came out I've played the joker for Halloween really <laughs> like yeah and I have a lot to say about it um anyway yeah it's uh yeah so anyway it was a, a lot you think there's gonna be a second one of the joker because it kind of teased it at the end, didn't it, a little bit? A little bit. A little bit. I mean, I don't know what's going to – it'll be It'll be interesting how they would – because they – yeah. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Are you into the, the horror genre at all by any chance? I'd, I would – I wish I were. I've, I've done a lot of horror things, but um, it, they scare me too much. And, yeah, I get a little too scared. Why? What were you going to – is it anything? Because there's this movie that just came out that I just saw, and, and uh, it's being very critically acclaimed, called Barbarian. And I usually kind of don't go to horror films, but this was actually a really – like, it was different. I'll oh, say. yeah? So yeah. definitely put it on my list? Yeah, like I yeah. – okay, I will. I will. It I'll was definitely. different from your usual, like, horror-type uh, – film it made me think of that when we were talking about misunderstanding and stuff because sort of the plot line is you know kind of similar like that something about that think about the joker a little bit so that's why i kind of okay cool okay i'll put it on my list for sure i've written it down thank you thank you make sure you don't look at any spoilers beforehand okay that's the the unspoken thing everybody's talking about right now is like go into this as empty-minded as possible okay i love that i try and do that anyway like honestly i try and approach most of my most everything. I mean, you know, if I'm auditioning for something, 
then I and it and it's something that's already like a series that's already on. Then I try and like learn everything about it. But when I'm meeting someone, even your stuff, I didn't I didn't look too much, you know, because it's like who knows what this will be like, or you know, yeah. if I'm working with an actor that I have never worked with before, I don't really need to know too much about what people are saying. It's like I like to form my own opinions about things, right? And people, and there's okay. a lot of and there's a lot of crap out there, you know, and and who knows? And there's a lot of misunderstandings. There you go. Yeah, so I like to sort of go into things anyway, you know, because you yeah. can see you. You read something, you can get higher expectation. When you hear about this great movie and then you're like, you're right, you can like yeah. get blown by a high expectation of something. <laughs> so I will not read anything about Barbarian. Good. Thank you. I think yeah. you should see it. You definitely yeah. got to see it in theaters too. That's like, it's an, it's an experience. Like, okay. it's, it's a different thing um, watching it on streaming, but I think it's another thing with this one in particular that you want to almost see it in a theater. That's just the bird's foot <laughs> and the bird's beak. <laughs> um, okay, cool. Good to know. I should actually see that sooner than later then. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Good. Okay. Thank Update you. Update me when you do. <laughs> okay. Well, I will absolutely. Okay. So let me ask you now, since you talked about kind of the role of Jen that you were playing on 16, Gwen almost kind of flipped that role on its head a little bit. Gwen was kind of a goth type of like a rebel type character, I would say. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I don't know how rebellious she was, Gwen. Um, But definitely, yeah, definitely different than Jen. Yeah, Jen was a super rule follower. Like, what, and also a very, I would say the difference, biggest difference would have been the extrovert versus the introvert. Yeah. You know? Did did you, um, were, were you voicing for other characters at first? Were they trying to find a fit for you and that's what they landed on? Or was it just Gwen from the start? Yeah, someone just asked me this. I, I did audition for other characters. I can't remember who, but I think a lot of them, you know, a lot of the, the female, the original female characters. And then... Yeah. Yeah, I think we all did. I think they were trying, but they liked, you know, they obviously liked me a lot and wanted me, you know, wanted to figure out which character would be right for me. And people have definitely, people sometimes think I was Nikki on 16 because Nikki might be a little bit more like Gwen. Yeah. Um, But yeah, you know, no, they definitely wanted me for Gwen. Like right away they got, they were like, yeah, you're definitely Gwen all the way. Was it an adjustment for you having to play that type of Yeah, play? big. Like, oh, yeah, it was an acting. You know, it was definitely like an act. It was, a, it was you know, work as an act. Because Jen was a little bit more me. So it was a little bit, you know, easy to to just, you know, it was it was just she was easier to play in that way. You know, and I, it, whereas Gwen, it's not that she was hard. I just had to, like, I had to figure out my character, you know, and rejigs. I'm not like Gwen. Yeah. Well, Gwen ended up going on to being probably one of the more figure points of the show, I would say. Like, recognize, yeah, recognize. Yeah. Figures. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot very relatable for a lot of people, for all the introverts out there. And all the, you know, all the kids that the underdogs and the 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 kids that just aren't, you know, d- don't fit in the socially mm-hmm. awkward. You think they mm hmm. Oh, no, go ahead. Were you going to say? Anything? I was going to say they love Gwen. They that's they could they could see themselves in her. She was a character that they could see themselves in. And I guess we didn't have a lot of that, or maybe the time period probably not. Especially yeah, Cartoon Network up to that point was kind of 
you know, you watch shows with like entertaining type characters, like kids will like it. But at that point, it wasn't necessarily the social experiment that we had with 16 and total drama up to that point before those shows came along. Like that was essentially a, a reality show mixed with a cartoon. I know I said this before, but you know, it was essentially like a social experiment watching that unfold. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I think it stood out so much is because we hadn't seen that up to that point. Yeah. It was super fresh. That's for sure. Um, and, 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 and it did come off the coattails of sort of the, the, the sort of emergence of the, um, the reality show, like you said, yeah. So and that was becoming very huge at that time. Because I remember, I remember being an actor going like thinking like, what is going on with all these reality shows? Like it was, <laughs> it was sort of taking over and it was wrecking it for all of us who were in, you know, that who were actors and were like, we can't, we don't do that, you know. One reality show. Yeah. One thing I do know is like from covering the both of them is like they do not go hand in hand at all. No, they really don't at all. Yeah, I did a lot of mock reality shows. <laughs> I, I sometimes think that, like, my uh, my um, covering sometimes of reality TV has, like, closed doors in the sense of getting more actors and actresses to come on my podcast. Oh, yeah? I, I, I mean, I don't have any concrete proof to suggest that, but it's just something that, like, psychologically, I guess, like, kind of weighs on, over my head a little bit where I'm like, oh, that's interesting yeah that is interesting um yeah there was definitely actors definitely had a hate on for reality shows <laughs> yeah. i think it's normalized now because it's just what it is so you never thought about going into reality well i did start auditioning actually for hosts like hosting okay yeah um yeah, hosting was something, but then a lot of the hosting stuff and has ended up being like reality shows are non-union. Like that's now there's that thing. Yeah. Union non-union. So once you're union unionized, you're you can't do anything non-union. So. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think I yeah I did. The Property Brothers hired me to voice their first episode. Okay. Um. So that was different than like, you know, it yeah. was being the voice, it was voice work. Um, but then they went, they used that as their sort of guide. And then they got someone non-union to sort of do what I did for the rest of it. <laughs> Probably easier for them. Cheaper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's what it comes down to. It's just, yeah. Yeah. One of your earlier points I want to come back to, I think you said that um, you were in school at the time when you were first getting involved with, like, acting. So you were mm -hmm. kind of a thing where, and you, I think you made a remark about wanting to be a normal kid again. Mm -hmm. I've always wondered what it's like for kids when they're acting, if they're going on, like, shows. Are they looked at a certain way when coming back to school by their fellow peers? Or Yeah, I think, like, I definitely, it was not... It wasn't great. Like I didn't, I, I found, cause I think I was, I, I was the only kid doing it. Now I think there are a lot more kids that are, I think a lot more kids know kids that are in yeah. commercials and, but at the time it was, it was definitely at my school. We didn't have anybody else doing it. And um, yeah, so I think there's just, 
that, you know, it's an awkward time for kids developmentally, socially, trying to fit in. And, and instead of like, it was just my, it was, it was what I love to do. And it was my job. Um, I didn't think I was anything special by doing it. Like I certainly didn't think, you know, I was happy to be doing it. I wanted to do it. I also, you know, my parents had split up and it gave me, you know, it was my job. So I had money. I had, you know, gave me stuff so I could sort of do things with my friends and whatever. Um, cause we didn't have a lot of extra for that kind of stuff. So, but then there was like the whole jealousy thing, I think what it ended up, but of course I wouldn't have noted, known that at the time. I just thought people kind of hated me. So that sort of normal thing, I should, such a, not a good word to use anymore. You know, it's sort of like, what does normal mean? But just sort of having a, just wanting to be able to fit in and not being judged for, you know, what, you know, being, you know, people would bring, it was back as when I was a model, it was like newspaper days. I used to deliver, before I was a model, I was delivering newspapers. So I was, I became like, I was a, yeah, I was a paper girl. Like that's what I did from age 10 to grade 13. And then I started modeling and then I stopped delivering papers and I was like, I was in, I was in the papers. I was in the flyers. I was modeling in the flyers in the papers that I delivered. It was kind of cool. Like it was sort of funny and I made a lot more money doing that. And it was a stepping stone towards being an actor. Um, And for me, it just, and that's just who I am too. It's just like, I'm just not a judgmental person. Like I'm like, we all have our own things, you know, everyone's we're all just trying to you know we're just trying to live our best lives you know and and but it's it's not like that out there people are competitive and judgmental and you know and and cutthroat and all that and I was so just in the business I I think I was really green for a long time and even naive I think I'm and I still think I am but it's just because I see the good in people and I I think I I can't not be that way. I definitely have more of an edge now and I not a punching bag anymore and I stick up for myself and I have always been a champion of the underdog. Definitely just because I, you know, I can see when I don't, you know, I, I don't turn a blind eye to, I'm not a bystander mm-hmm. at all. It's like they talk, they have funny words in school now, you know, with bullies. Don't be a, yeah, I think a bystander. What is, I can't remember, but, um, so yeah, that normal child, and then the movie I did when I was sixteen. So I booked this big movie. It was a movie of the week. I shouldn't say it's a big movie, but it was a for it was it was an important movie. It was a movie made for television, um, starring Linda Lavin, um, who unfortunately just passed away. She was on a show called Alice at the time. It was a big show, and it was like it was a it was a it was a a World War II movie, and after World War II, it was post-Holocaust. Um, it was, and and it was it was kind of like where, sh- it basically started where Schindler's List kind of left off. Yeah. Um, it was based on a true story of this woman, Lena Kuschler, Cyberman, who had, had posed during the war as a Catholic to survive. Mm-hmm. Um, but her sister, and after once the war ended and there were all these displaced people you know looking for their families and they were everyone was everywhere right you know and whoever survived it was basically over right the war just kind of ended and then people were just free to leave 
the camps and free to leave. Like it was a very messed up time. Was no one knew where to go. And so going into this took place in um, Warsaw, I guess. And so when Lena was looking for her sister, she found that she had passed, she died. And she had, and she felt a lot of Lena, this woman whose story was about, she felt very guilty that she had survived by pretending she was someone she wasn't. Um, and so with her, she ended up finding these, the, this building full of all these children who'd lost their families and had survived by some miracle. And I was one of these 100 children. It was called Lena and my 100 children. And a bunch of us, there were a bunch of us actors that had come from Toronto and LA and New York. And then the rest of the kids were all um, orphans from, we shot in Budapest from two different orphanages. And they all, they were all in the movie with us and I worked with them every day. So it was this really amazing experience. My head was shaved, obviously, because I was a a Holocaust survivor. So coming back from doing that, that's when stuff got really hard at school. And so I, I remember I was I was trying out for a school play like that was being done with this other school and with my shaved head and I was a professional actor and they didn't look twice at me like they it was like yeah. it was, I was really really judged in society but the shaved head too like people were scared of me. It was bizarre. It was unreal. It was a very different time. Like <laughs> Like the world now is, it's better. It is significantly better, but there's still places that are brutal and and racist and anti-Semitic and brutal, yeah. like horror and homophobic and all the things, all the hate things. Um, so yeah, and I'd never experienced that before, being a white blonde girl. I'd never really experienced. It was the first time I really saw like real judgment, hate, and fear, like fear. They thought people thought I was a skinhead or, I don't know, it was a gang, like I was in a gang. Yeah. Like, like I found this dead cat and for instance, I, I was going to visit my grandmother and there was a dead cat on the road, brutal, right? Like someone's mm. pet, I found it dead on the road and I knocked on the door of the house that it was in front of and the kid like opened the door to me and as soon as they he saw me, like I'm just like, me, you know, but just no hair. He shut it like immediately. It's like, can I help you? It was weird. It was bizarre. Yeah. And so that's where I think that sort of, I just need to be a normal kid (laughs) came from. Yeah. Would you characterize your, I guess, upbringing at all as being tough? Yeah, I would. Okay. Yeah. You? You (laughs) I mean, I'm (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe no. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Yeah, like, it was tricky. Like I had some tricky this things. Side, um, might have a better answer for you, but. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> You're still a kid. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I would say I had, there were some challenges. Yep. Would you say that maybe that in some sorts is, I don't want to say, use the word chip on your shoulder, but everybody I feel in acting has kind of something that helps them not get jaded. And um, do you feel like that maybe is yours that like keeps you motivated or do you have other sources of maybe uh, drive when it comes to acting? Yeah, that's a good, that's a good question. Cause we, I talk, we talk about that a lot, you know, like most actors have, you know, are really effed up, you know, or had really came from some, something to prove. Like that's what I, yeah. that makes me think with that chip on the shoulder and, and um 
Yeah, I don't know because I I always loved it. Like I don't think it came. Like I don't think I ever set out to be an actor to prove that I was like better than you know or that I could do it. I don't. I don't think. I think it turned into that at one point. Once I was already in it, I think I definitely had that. That definitely came into my you know my sort of pathos, I guess, almost like it was. And especially when I was, you know, in my sort of later 20s when it was really, my ego was really loud and was really in the way. And it was really like, um, for whatever reason, I think a little bit of, you know, wanting to prove to all the people that, you know, were mean to me when I was young and prove to my, you know, the, you know, my the, the one parent that, you know, abandoned me or whatever, you know, like I'm, I'm enough, you know, I'm worthy. Yeah. Like that's a big one for a lot of people. And, and, and I'm super open about talking about this stuff. Cause I don't think this is, I think we all have a lot of people, you know, have that, you know, we do yeah. struggle with worthiness. I don't know why my phone has decided to start making noise. I apologize for that. Okay. Don't know how to turn it off. <laughs> I've been trying to figure it out. Let me just turn my Bluetooth off. Um, but, uh, it's definitely not a, you know, you know, I've I've had some good therapy and, and at the end of the day, you know, no, I, 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 my love of acting was just always like, I love storytelling. I love what, what watching movies does for me. I love what, you know, look at what we all did in the pandemic. Like we were, we got lost in shows, like shows saved us, entertainment saved us. And I would actually say I, I grew up, I moved a lot as a kid. Every two years I moved. We just did. Our family moved every two years. So I was the new kid in school every two years. And remember, this is way before social media. It's way before cell phones. Like keeping in touch with people was very hard. Once you started moving, you just lose people. So you just, and no one, you know, you just, I had to reinvent myself or just, I had to find new friends every two years. So I think I was just a nat- like I was naturally learning how to be an actor like my whole life trying to fit in new school, new group, new culture, new hockey team, new this, new that. You know, everything was yeah. sort of fit- fitting it really good at reading people, reading rooms. Like I could I I still think like my biggest strength is you could honestly blindfold me, throw me on a plane or throw me anywhere and plunk me down somewhere and I would figure it out. You know, I could I would be, you know, I would be a part of a community very quickly. You know, I know how to do that. I'm not afraid to do that. So I I think it's just something I I got good at doing in my own life and I so when like create my imagination and creating and was just something I I loved. And when I first did a, a play that was sort of the I, I remember when the one school we watched, I was part of the choir and we were watching a play and watching these ki- kids on stage. I thought, I really want to do that. So in my next school, I tried out for the play and I was Peter Pan in my school play. And everyone like called me Peter in the in the playground after. And I just loved it. And I just loved that it was, you know, I loved everything about it. I loved that all these kids knew me from being on the stage. But I also, because I'm not an egomaniac at all, like I don't think unlike some actors you think what they do is something extra special like it's just one of the things you know every set I'm on I'm like we're all in this together you know there's no we all are making the same project we all want to make gold you know we all want to tell this amazing story um so 
there was something about that that I think that's what I get like that's what drives me I'd say more is just the the storytelling but yeah like if I if when I think about what my Oscar speech will be you know I've had many uh, rewrites on that and like there's definitely been some casting directors that you know maybe yeah. didn't think I was anything special that I feel like I'd love for them to you know see my Oscar speech so I could say see I am good. <laughs> See, I am, I, I got this, you know, but, um, yeah. So I think, yeah, I don't know if like all actors, like if you sort of have a, if it's a challenging childhood or just, it can just be for the love there. I mean, there are a lot of us that have that, but I think there's still, I think at the end of the day, that can't be the thing that drives you. It has to be not to prove people wrong or not to, it has to be about, you know, just the love of the craft and the work and the love of storytelling. I love storytelling. That's like one, I'm like a, a nerd in that aspect, like storytelling and like character yeah. development's like really like vital for me when I'm like watching something. Me too. Me too. And, and I think, you know, I think that, that it, that being that person to do that and put yourself out there and, and tell these stories, like as an actor, it's not, you know, it's not easy being an actor. It looks like everyone thinks it's so fun, but it's a, you know, you have to learn how to be someone else all the time. And maybe, you know, there's an accent yeah. or maybe not, you know, but it's like, I think if that, that's something I don't mind. Do I like doing it. I don't mind. I don't care if people, you know, I don't generally read comments on things, you know, it's like, I, I love doing it. And and if the stories I tell help somebody, you know, live their best life because of it, you know, if the stories I tell help help someone, you know, quit their dead end, the job they hate and do something better with their life or end their crappy marriage and do something better, with, you know, if it, yeah. any of it or leave their small town and live their best, you know, live their dream. If I can be an inspiration to help someone else take that leap and believe in themselves. And that's what it has to come down to is believe in self, you know. Mm. it can't be in spite of it has to be because I believe in me because I am worthy and I am lovable and all those things but because I believe in myself that's why I do it mm -hmm. not because you didn't believe in me <laughs> that's what it's all about yeah at the end of the day that has to be what it's all about yeah so what's what's like a, a role of yours in let's just say a film a tv show anything that if we were to get off this and then I were to go watch one right now, like you would be like, that's the first one you got to go check out. Hmm. Yeah, I think you should go see, check out the baby formula. That's something I'm really proud of. The baby formula. Did you hear of that one? Or you saw I, that? Yeah, I was checking your kind of feed. I saw that that was one of the. Yeah. The baby formula was unbelievable like it was I mean everything about it was super it was amazing I mean it's a little bit it was based on basically these two women that have each other's babies based on cell differentiation kind of mm -hmm. like cloning but they the the egg was different the egg of each of our eggs was differentiated into sperm so we fertilized each other's eggs with, and it was it is being done in rats in Australia at that time when we shot the movie that we were, we were shooting that in 2007 and I know that I remember that because we were pregnant and I had my first baby that year and I, we filmed it during, we actually used both pregnancies as part of the film, but it was uh, great. So, and so the, poetic. 
I know it was, it was yeah. one of those. And we did a lot of improv and, um, yeah, that was a pretty great creation. And we did that. We, we made a short film before we did that one with the same director, who's a incredible stunt woman as well. Um, who's now a director, but started as a, in stunts. Um, and that was called succubus. And that's a pretty, if you can find that one, that's pretty awesome. Also. <laughs> I saw one that was, I think it was called Murder on Something Street. A Maple. Oh, yeah. That was something I did recently, which with my little, yeah. Well, did I didn't see? watch it yet, but I okay. saw it. I was, I was thinking of watching it later today because I'm someone, yeah. else, as you know, I said earlier about the barbarian. I'm someone that's really into like kind of the uh, murder mystery type genre. Yeah. Yeah, so that one, yeah, Murder on Maple Drive. I played a super light character. I loved my character Shelby, and and which who was written as a Southern, as a Texan to begin with, and then a couple of days before we start, when we went to picture, I was told they didn't want her Southern anymore. So that was a struggle. Like my Southern accent definitely has slipped in there because I like I became, you know, I was all I was ready to shoot, you know, as Shelby. This, and it was written very southern as well, so I had to. It was. It was. Um, but it was a, a very light character. So I was the levity in the, in the murder. Um, but another one that I also think is an important, other very important film that I've done. It's called Believe Me, and it was. Uh, and in that one, I play a heinous character. So I play the heinous mother of this young woman that gets um, abducted. And it's based on a true story of the serial killer that was abducting people and 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 then murdering them. And she got away because of her horrible mother. She was able to, because of all the, the horribleness her life, her childhood was. She managed to psychologically trick this abductor. And yeah, he ended up getting caught after that. But it's a great, yeah, it's, it's based on true stories. That would be the other one. I don't know. They're all, and they're really like, you know, there's a nice array of characters there for you, too. <laughs> I'm going to have to go check those, okay. Yeah, well. cool. And you've already seen 16, so. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, so you're good. Yeah, thanks. Good questions. <laughs> you grew up in Ontario, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I asked this to um, Drew. For, yeah? Again, I asked him this, too. I was like, if I if you were to give a uh, tour guide to somebody coming into Canada for the first time, everybody, you know, city wise has their um, food of choice. That's kind of like the staple. Like I'm in New York and obviously you think of pizza, sometimes hot dogs, typically um, Philadelphia's like cheesesteaks. Um, what is what is, uh, you know, Canada or Ontario? Yeah, that's a, that's it's interesting because Canada is so there's Canadian cuisine. We don't really have, like, I don't even think of what, I don't know what Canadian cuisine is really. Um, but what's something that we have like poutine. You've probably heard poutine is something that is okay, yeah. more Quebec, I guess, you know, it's the French fries, with gravy and cheese curds. Like cheese curds are kind of a big okay. thing in the, in certain, like we do have a lot of um, cheese, I guess. Um, Alberta is beef. Um, I would say like indigenous stuff, like we have apple trees, like apple picking apples. Like we have that sort of big niche type. uh, Yeah. But we also like, I, you know, we live in, I live in Toronto, so it's a big city and I don't think, 
you know, hamburger, like you, it's sort of similar, like ha- hamburgers, hot dogs, like ballpark food. Pe- right. We have a lot of pizza and, and pasta, but that's more Italian, I guess. But, and we have a huge Asian population. So like that's, and that, and I, because of living in Thailand, probably like I cook mostly in Asian foods. I don't know. I mean, a big steak, steak, poutine, and an apple. There you go. <laughs> I love Asian food. <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. Like spicy vegetables, meat, I don't know, noodles, dumplings. I love it all. Yeah. Well, I want to thank you for uh, giving me your time today. I had such a fun time chatting with you, of course. I'm yeah, gonna, like, thank you, Mike. A uh, few films of yours once we're thank done you. with this. And you got to go check out Barbarian. I'm telling you. I've got it. It is. I've got it. It's. It's. I've got an exclamation mark now. I'm going to go see it. Absolutely. Other than the trailer, make sure you know nothing going in. I'm not going to. I'm not even going to watch the trailer. Okay. I'm going in. Yeah. I'm going to go in super green. Cool. Okay. And I'm going to bring somebody with me and I will be screaming. I'm the worst. If there, if, if, and, and I'm the worst in theater too, because I am a full screamer and not in this necessarily in the scary parts. It's all, it's the big, like it's the lead up to it. And yeah, the, yeah. Me too. It's like, like the, it's, jump, the jump. Yeah. Stuff. Before the, even just like I can almost not handle the um. What do you call it? I'm losing the word for like getting to like the the tense stuff right before. Yeah. That part. That part. The tense part. Yeah. <laughs> Are theaters making a comeback by you guys? I thought um because they they're obviously still around as you know, but I think like just the theater market since the pandemic has kind of you know. Yeah. Did you say it is what making? Did you say? What did you say is what making a comeback? Like our theaters kind of becoming more popular again. I think so. I mean, I think, but I think it's a slow. It's still, yeah, it's slow. It's. I haven't. I actually have not been to the theater since the pandemic. Kind of like since we opened, which is terrible. I'm such a movie goer, but I think we've all just become much more. I don't know. Like going out is just we just didn't yeah. for so long. Like I've gotten out of practice, and I'm a full hockey mom. So like my time, like I'm at a rink all the time. It's like, I'm not. I'm not mom right now. That's just like uh, when do you go to a movie? You know. A few factors I think kind of are working against theaters right now with streaming service, and then like just I feel like everything's changed since the pandemic. People not only are you know potentially worried about like just obviously that, and then the factoring in of, I, at least with me, like I noticed since being isolated inside, it's kind of made me less inclined to go, go out more, you know? Yeah. We've just become so used to not. It's like, it's made me kind it, of like a homebody since we are more homebodies and we can get everything we want to watch right in our, in the comfort and ease and financially easier, yeah. everything. Right. But I, I I feel like they're not gone. I think we're just we're just out of practice and 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 the, and we're still and people it's taking time. We're on the others like I feel like we're we're sort of on the other side of the pandemic, but we're it's still gonna take a while. Like we're it's kind of like when you do a cleanse. I don't know if you've ever done it done a cleanse, but there's a whole there's the cleanse, but then there's the coming off of the cleanse that takes time yeah. to have your body like eat food again and stuff. I think it's sort of like that and it. You know, and we have, and this is massive. This pandemic was massive for our lifetime anyway. And there's just been a lot of ramifications that are just going to take time. So, but it just, 
we do have to get back into practice. We have to make an effort, I think, to just leave our houses and do things that are fun. Go see. I've been, you know, I've gone to see show live shows, live shows. I support my friends and theater, but I've got to get into the go get going to a movie theater. I can't wait. I want some of that butter. Oh, I lied. I went to TIFF this year. I did go see a film during the Toronto International Film Festival. So I have been to one. Yeah, and I did eat popcorn, but it wasn't very good. They didn't have yeah. extra butter. I like extra butter. Over here. I'm going to eat it. I want extra butter. <laughs> We've got great popcorn over here. That's one thing we kind of. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I'm to eat popcorn. I was also going to say your pretzels. You have those good. That's also yeah, a staple over a here, good. too. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's true. Like, what is it? Are you right in New York City or? Yeah. Yeah. An Upper West Side. Yeah. 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 yeah great. Yeah. I did a fringe. I did a fringe show there years ago. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's a big Broadway place, too. It's a big Broadway place. So I was definitely off off Broadway when I was there, but it was great. It felt good to be doing a show, a live show in New York. It's got a great thump to it. Like, yeah. New York is where I always thought I might live. Yeah. Toronto is sort of similar. Like, I don't know if you've been to Toronto, but it has a, has a similar vibe. We're, like, it's different but similar, you know. But I've heard, like, I think we're similar more than, you know, Californians say. There's a big difference between, yeah. Okay, I can never live in California, at least me. I'm not no a hot weather person either. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. cold weather, fall, kind of winter, actually, believe it or not. Type yeah. yeah? Yeah. What do you, do you do anything fun in the winter? Like, are you, like, are you a skier or anything like that? Do that kind um, of stuff? Well, I just like the, just weather, I guess you could say, in terms yeah. of Yeah. And like the vibes of it, it's kind of like a Hallmark type vibe. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's nice. That yeah. Type, type of year, so that's what I like about it. Um, we do actually have a lot of skiing resorts over here. So here and there, like I kind of, you know, I'm not too great at it, but. Like, yeah, yeah. It's not what you I grew did. up doing. Yeah. yeah. What's your sport? I did football. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was a football yeah. guy. Basketball too. Track. Yeah. And not track. Really, didn't do any baseball. I'm not good at that. No, no soccer either. No. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And are you still, do you play anything ever now? Um, they have like some club stuff, um, that I do kind of near my area. So I do that yeah. when I have the time, but yeah, I'm mostly focused on, you know, my studies. Work. And my yeah. Work stuff. yeah. Are you in school still? Yeah. I'm taking one more year of grad school right now. Yeah, amazing. Amazing. Well, I wish you all the luck and all the success that you... Thank you, thank you. Yeah, hard work, believe in yourself. That's the key and thing. just do it. Yeah, absolutely. All right, well, thank you so much again. You know, I'll let you know when this is out. Let me know if you uh, go see that movie, I'm telling you. It's yeah, be- I will. Okay, I will. And, right. and let me know if you see any of those shows that I told you about. And I'm doing a Hallmark thing right now. Okay. Yeah, so that will be out. I'm doing it with, um, I'm on something with Andy McDowell. So, oh, cool. oh. yeah, so there you go, right in your genre. <laughs> yeah. All right, thank you. All, All right, right, take care, Mike. You too. Thanks, bye.